Welcome to this post-game media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is March 8th, 2023. The Indiana Hoosiers tonight played uh, Purdue-Fort Wayne, uh, defeated Purdue-Fort Wayne by a score of 15-1. to uh, After the game, the media spoke with both head coach Jeff Mercer and center fielder Bobby Whalen. Coach, you had uh, multiple, I think at least four situations today where you either had a walk or a hit by pitch, then somebody... It was a different one of you guys each time went out and talked to the pitcher and things went really well afterwards. Yeah, we, we just have to have an attitude of aggressiveness and we have to attack. And, and, and obviously tonight we got some different guys in there and some guys either haven't thrown as much or uh, or was their first time out. And I think there's being able to attack the, the, the strike zone is an attitude and, and a mentality and aggressiveness. And, and Coach Clancy done a great job of instilling that. Sometimes we need a general reminder that like, that's the expectation. And we're not here to we're not here to mess around. We're not here to flip balls, you know, six inches off either way. We're here to get after somebody's tail. And, and sometimes you just need somebody to come out and remind you of that. And the guys done a good job. They've been trained well. And so oftentimes once I get told like that's the expectation and we're gonna do that, or there's somebody else in the bullpen right now, like right now. I'm not messing around, I'm not waiting for three or four batters to um, get your feet wet. We're gonna attack the strike zone, we're gonna get somebody else in the ball game and then those guys did a good job. To all their credit, they did a really good job, and they're, they're all talented, they're all good, they're all prepared, and we're going to go out and we're going to throw strikes or somebody else is going to get the ball. Coach, offensively, you guys had a lot of hard hit balls. What was the approach coming to this game? Really kind of the same as it, as it is typically where you're just trying to make a guy a two-pitch guy, and if, you, if he's a two-pitch guy, try to make him a one-pitch guy. We haven't done an awesome job of it, in all honesty, at times, and we faced some really good pitching, so I... I played enough to know that that's not always an easy thing to do, uh, but we have to we have to eliminate the early week contact. We have to eliminate chase. You have to force guys in the strike zone, and if you can make guys a, a one or a two pitch guy, it just makes it so much easier for you to make good decisions. When you when you make early decisions, when you make weak contact, you you, you allow guys to be a three or a four pitch guy, and, and you just can't have success. The, the human mind can't, the brain can't work that quickly where you're trying to decipher four different pitches and. In every count, so uh, we did a good job of, of narrowing down and forcing those guys to be one or two pitch guys. And when you're when you're like that, you're able to really narrow your your, your contact zone. How many how many we, we cover zones? So how many balls wide do we cover in that count? When you can selectively uh, have it at bat in those situations, hard contact then follows. If I'm if I'm covering seven balls wide and I'm on four pitches, it's just really difficult to consistently hit the ball hard. So. They did a good job. They ran some. They ran some quality arms out of the pen. There's four or five guys out, 88 to 90 with an off-speed pitch. So, did a good job of forcing them into the strike zone. And, and when they got in the zone, we hit the ball hard, especially especially for a day where the wind's blowing in from right. And you know you're, you're going to have to hit a lot of balls hard to score runs. Did you see any key differences in uh, guys' approach uh, at the plate from over the weekend? Well, I, I would say as much as anything. Um, getting back in here so we were able to come back in and, and, and practice the last those guys did a lot of work on Monday on their own but you know, we ran a long day yesterday practice we were here for three or four hours yesterday and then those guys were able to come in and do their early work for a couple hours so essentially we practiced a full day yesterday practice a full day today and and then we watched all the video I, I, I like running it kind of like a football where you go back and just watch the film and we sat down yesterday and you've got you know 10 or 11 games here a body of work and you're able to watch you're able to watch the film, and, and we have to be accountable for what we do in the game. And so, when I watch the film and I see it in real time, 
is this our is this our approach? Is this our plan? Is this what we've trained to do? Yes or no? And if it's not, then what do we have to do to adjust? And you know, each year after the second or third weekend, we kind of have that same meeting, and, and now you have a good body of work. And again, I think it's important to be accountable as coaches are accountable for the product on the field. Players have to be accountable for the decisions that we make on the field as well. And watching that, I think, really helps. And, and then being accountable to the, to their work. You know, the kid on Friday from East Carolina is is that's an elite on, right? That's a first, second round pick. He'll pitch in the big leagues. Like he's really good. But we've got to be able to recover and then have good at bats the rest of the weekend. You know, there's no place for hurt feelings. There's no place for, uh, you know, I, I kind of put my tail between my legs and don't compete the rest of the weekend or the rest of the at bats. You have to pick back up, and that's a really good lesson to learn early in the season. And I and I thought you could see that kind of carry forward today a little bit where. You know, an 88-mile-an-hour fastball on the plate is is the same regardless of, who, of, of who's throwing. It's not going to have elite metrics or elite properties at that velocity. It's very rare for it to happen. So, you know, you got to get a guy on the plate, and when it when you get an 88-mile-an-hour fastball on the plate, you win the event. You're on or out, but you hit the ball hard somewhere. Now, we can't be in between. Um, we can't be guessing pitches and guessing counts. And we've done that a little bit. It's not shocking. It happens to most offenses early. So we just have to live and grow through that. And so today uh, was just a more articulate day. You get a fastball on the plate in a good count in the zone you want, and you hit it hard. You're on or you're out, but we hit the ball hard somewhere. When we just when we're in between timing uh, and we allow the bat to drag out, now we foul that pitch off, and now we're in a two-two count. So the bat being over with, and obviously it's a higher percentage of an off-speed pitch or a mixed pitch or a guy can hammer a fastball in, and you have weak contact. We just did too much of that this past weekend, being in between timing. And I think a little bit of it is like your, your ego is hurt a little bit when you get your butt kicked, and, but there's just no room for it. You, you got to be tough enough to get back up and have thick skin and get right back on the horse. So I thought they did a really good job of that today. How important was it for your offense to get off to like a large enough lead to where you didn't need to use some of your stronger back end relievers with four more games the next four days? It, it was huge. It was huge. And, you know, offensively, you have a responsibility to your teammates. One, because I, I talked to the guys today before the games. If you want to go win a conference tournament, you're going to have to win four or five games in a four or five day span. If you want to win a regional, you're going to have to win multiple games in, in, in a day span like that. So to look at it as a conference tournament setup, and are we going to be able to, uh, to, to attack early enough and put runs on the board early enough to allow us to, to get guys in that deserve opportunity to get in, and, and secondarily, to be able to get arms in the game that we need to get in the ball game. And those guys did a really good job. They attacked. They took advantage of opportunities, and we stung some fastballs over the place. So that really was good. And, and it was good to get some of those young freshman arms in there. And they, they deserve an opportunity uh, to be in those games and to, to improve. So it was a big deal. I thought, I thought we did a really nice job with it. We'll take two more. It's only Wednesday, taking it one day at a time. But do you have any idea what the rotation will be for the next four days? Uh, we're going to start Reisdorf tomorrow and then uh, probably similar to as to what we've been, probably Siler, Sonard, uh, Seti, but it's not it's not set for sure, especially with the weather where it can change things a little bit. So I, I, I want to get those guys back out there. I'd like to see Reisdorf in a starting role. He's got he's got two fastballs, the sinker and the four-seamer. Good changeup that plays off the sinker and then a really nice slider. So he, he looks like a, a starter profile kind of guy. I'd like to get him in that role and see how he does with it. Uh, but, you know, a guy like Evan Weidecker could also potentially be a starter. He's done a really nice job. Two breaker balls, really, really good fastball metrically. Um, and so there's a couple guys I'd like to see in that. I thought it was good to get Bothwell back in there today as a starter, getting a starter's belt. 
his fourth inning was his best inning where he just kind of went for it. Just, just go for it, man. Let's be 90-92. Let's fill it up. Let's throw your changeup. His changeup was really good tonight. That was a focal point. He landed multiple breaking balls. So we just we just got to get him up. Got to get him on the horse and keep going and keep going. And uh, it was good to see him. But we'll probably stay similar. Um, but I, I, I do uh, uh, hold the right to change my mind as we kind of get going here if, if the weather looks like it's going to play a little bit differently. Uh, Philip got four hits today. Um, he also got four hits the day you guys faced your, your tough arm against DCU. Yeah. What is he doing right? What is what is what is working for him right now? Well, Philip does a great job of there's a couple of things. He's always on time for a fastball, and I say that all the time. And, I, and the guys probably roll their eyes because they, they hear me say it all the time. But when you're always on time for a fastball and you force somebody's off-speed pitches into the zone, and you're willing to use the middle of the field, the the plate gets really small. And that's what he's done an incredible job of. He's worked really hard on his body. He's worked hard on his swing. So he knows he knows he's capable of covering the plate from a mechanical standpoint. And so when he's always on time for a fastball, it's easy for him to recognize spin. It's easy for him to stay over the plate, hit the ball the other way. It's hard to get in on him because he can he can really rotate. And so he can live out over the plate, and, and he's, he's willing to hit the ball the other way. So um, it really is the, the kind of the basic concepts of, of what we preach offensively, what's allowed offensive success for 100 years. He's just doing it at a higher level than anyone else. And, and, and we're all capable of doing that. Uh, but, but he does a great job of setting the tone with it. And, and, and when he's right, there, there's, there's nobody better. And he's right right now. So he's, he's been excellent. Great. Bobby, you have uh, you've you've actually been kind of slotted into the more towards the top of the order um, with with your performance uh, right there with the with basically top hitters in the team and you know been been quite productive. What's going well for you right now? Uh, like Mercer said, we're just I'm just trying to be on fastball timing, recognize spin. Just flush that back and forth. It wasn't well, and yeah, I mean, it's just what I've been doing: staying in the middle of the field and trying to work at bats as long as I can, make the pitcher throw as many pitches as he can. Yeah. Um, it's nice to speak with you again. Um, earlier in the season, Mercer was putting you in sort of the bottom third. Did you guys have any conversations about maybe if that was ever going to be a permanent spot, or if you would eventually move up, or what were sort of the conversations like? I mean, we got nine, or we have 12 really good hitters, so seven hole, nine hole, four hole, anyone could be in any of those spots. So I saw myself seventh and was excited to hit behind the people that I was hitting behind and hit in front of the people that I was hitting in front of. So, no, there was no discussion needed. I mean, yeah, it's just whatever's best for the team, I'll do that. Your teammate in front of you in a lineup, glass uh, from four for four, what's that kind of do for your approach uh, at the point? Makes my job a lot simpler. He always gives me a job to do it. It's never like I just need to get on base. It's always move him over, score him, or let him steal. I mean, yeah, he makes my job a heck of a lot easier when he's on base every single time I get up there. Yeah. Anything else? You guys had a big uh, road trip, a big stretch of games. How does it feel to be back at home these next couple of weeks? Uh, it feels, feels really good. We were in some crazy environments. We saw some really good teams. And, now we're ready to go at home for a little bit before we start Big Ten play, and yeah, that was, that made us that made us strong and ready to be at home. Anything else?
you got a chance to have play uh, with uh, Devin Taylor out in the outfield today. Um, that was the first time we've seen him out in the outfield. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on his performance? Uh, he's a really good outfielder. We've been, he's been in, in the outfield every practice. So, yeah, he's just really fundamentally sound and makes every routine play look routine. And, yeah, he just does a really good job. You had a two RBI hit, and then Hunter right after you also has a two RBI hit. Just what was sort of that uh, sequence like? It seemed pretty fast. Yeah, it's good. We struggled a little bit as an offense this week, so that second inning was really big for us. Just got us back feeling the way that we're supposed to feel, and Phil got on, I hit, and Hunter hits. Yeah, just a really good feeling for everyone in the dugout. That concludes this media edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. The Indiana Hoosiers are back in action Thursday at 2 p.m., opening up the series with Bellarmine. See you at the BART.